0: This is the Gambling Gauchos.
1: Somebody turn on some damn music! You're listening to the Gambling Gauchos. Talking Texas Tech, betting on the Big 12 and beyond. We've got everything you need: money lines, memes, and matadors. Well, you want to quit, Ethan? That'll be that day. Now here's Kyle Jacobson and Rob Bro, the money line matadors, the casino cowboys, the parlay Picadors. You see, in this
0: world, there's two kinds of people, my friend.
1: Those with loaded guns, and those who dig, you dig with the gambling gauchos. Oh, and one more thing: it's all West Texas. It always has been.
0: Ooh, welcome to the gambling gauchos. I'm Rob Bro. He is Ryan Mainville. Money Mainville. Money money mainville by the way you never notice how long that intro is until it's like <laughs> something <laughs> something new and you're trying to get into it we are recording from the Cardinals sports center studio as always if you want to gear up for a tcu game this weekend you can get your cactus collection there at cardinals i i think maybe the cactus thing has just gotten so big now that people don't quite relate it to tcu but that did start from brian carrington there at tcu so if you want to go wear some cactus merch to Fort Worth this weekend, you can do so and you can get it at Cardinals. Ryan, how you doing, man?
2: I'm doing well, man. Excited to be here. Excited to talk some tech sports. And man, excited to be a gaucho, that's for sure.
0: Man, we're excited to have you as a gaucho. Uh, so I guess we crossed paths, I don't know, three years ago now. Uh, it's been quite a while. You were at, at Texas Tech. At the Daily torridor Or at KTXD? Right. Okay. At, at the torridor Yeah, DT, yeah. Gotcha. And then you kind of move on. You're at the, the Dallas Morning News. You have these bylines. You went and uh, did some stuff with the NBA. So who is Ryan Mainville, and, and kind of how did you get to where you are today?
2: Yeah, man. Well, I – man, since it's all West Texas, you know, I'm, I'm Texas Tech through and through. Um, studied there, and – have just always loved sports. And that's kind of what brings me behind the mic today. I've just always tried to do things that that get me involved in sports because I feel like they have some of the best stories to tell. So did some work with the New York Knicks last summer, um, did some writing with the Dallas Mavs a couple of months back. And then since then, it's been the Dallas Morning News covering Texas Tech. And there's a no better program to cover and excited for what this will look like.
0: Uh, What what do you think this is going to look like? Because we've talked about it a little bit uh, of you coming in the fold and, and doing some things for us. Is, is there anything special that you think uh, money Mainville brings besides a hell of a nickname and just uh, a level of expertise? Because I know a lot of people look at you as uh, one of the stronger voices in tech basketball for sure.
2: Yeah, man. Well, I hope that ultimately we can just have some more fun together. Um, I'm hoping to create some content that that speaks with a West Texas voice because I feel like I've I've learned that listening to the West Texans around me and just being a part of this fan base. And so yeah, I hope some more engaging content and just reminding everyone that hey, it's all West Texas.
0: It is all West Texas. Uh, you're also a guitar player, I see. Or you just like to hang them on your wall.
2: <laughs> One of the I two. am. Yeah, that would be, that'd be really <laughs> that would be really uh, expensive. That would be some expensive wall art, wouldn't it? Yeah, I'm a musician as well. Okay, big cool. part of my life. Yeah.
0: What uh? what all do you, you say? Musician is that uh, I see a piano maybe, too.
2: Yeah, that's right. I've, I've very recently started playing piano, maybe okay. about a year, but I played okay. guitar for about seven years.
0: So you're going to get like a, a gaucho, maybe some cover songs or maybe a theme song from Ryan maybe
2: I'm pulling out my notepad right now Hell as yeah. we speak.
0: Oh yeah, let's do it. Um, I play the tuba, so maybe I could lay down. I did play the bass guitar for a couple of months at a band.
2: Okay, there we they, go. We got the whole package now.
0: They replaced me. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, but it was a fun time. It was a fun time. I like I like music, and um, in a lot of ways, you you just kind of look at sports content, especially how we do it and what we do, as kind of an escape, right? It's just being on Twitter, man. It's it's a job, sure. Writing is a job. Blogging, whatever you want to call it, is a job. But also, in a lot of ways, just kind of venting through your process as you do it is. I don't want to say therapeutic because it's also a work and takes time and is strenuous, but it's just sports, man. I think a lot of times we forget that and it's just like, hey, man, let's have some fun. And and I think you and I are going to have some fun with Kyle and, and the Gauchos and the crew, man.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I agree. And I have always really appreciated this industry and the the ways that people can story tell in different ways. You know, there's radio guys, there's very traditional print media guys, there's guys that just live on Twitter. And I think anybody can have a voice. And I think you guys have been a great example of kind of creating your own lane. And I hope to continue to be a part of that and contribute to that.
0: We do. We try to stay in our own lane, but sometimes it's hard. <laughs> All right, we've got a game coming up this weekend, TCU, sorry, Texas Christian. Um, and this is a team that I did not think was going to be good. Um, I underrated the talents that they had on their roster because you look at it, you look at their recruiting for the last four years, which is kind of the window you look at. You look at guys like, you know, the the running back Kendra Miller, you look at Quentin Johnson, you look at Max Duggan, and it's like, you know what? Are they busts? I know Miller had seven and a half yards of carry last year, but they only gave it to him 83 times. Is he weak? Is he soft? What's going on? And then you have Quentin Johnson turn into Megatron. You've got Kendra Miller with 135 carries through eight games instead of 83 through 12. He still has over six yards of carry. Max Duggan learned to throw somehow. And Garrett Riley and Sonny Dykes have – they were really good at SMU taking three or four transfers a year and bringing them in. Well, they basically got a whole roster of transfers because they got to come into something new, and they have excelled exceedingly. Um, How far above are they from your expectation? Because I I started as maybe four and eight, (laughs) to be honest.
2: Yeah, I did not think that they were going to be good. I mean – you kind of looked at the hype that was surrounding that first game of the season against Colorado. Now, none of us knew how terrible Colorado would be, but that was like a must-watch game to open the college football season. And, And here's TCU that, you know, now the first week of November, there's people that are outraged that they didn't make the college football playoff first ranking. And so they've definitely kind of turned the tide on their season and on what a lot of people think they were going to look like. And I mean, even thinking about week one where there was, you know, quarterback controversy and you didn't really know who was going to start. And now you've got Max Duggan that, I mean, a lot of people think deserves to be in the Heisman race. And so this is a team that that's really impressed me so far, just with what they've been able to do offensively, the consistency that they found. I know that the close games has kind of been a knock on them, uh, but the way that they've been able to pull through and win those games, I think, I think says a lot about the direction the program is heading in uh, under sunny.com. Yikes.
0: Yeah. You look at this point in the season, you're kind of looking at uh, similar games. So you go West Virginia. uh, Tech blew them out. West Virginia was close. Uh, But then you kind of say, well, West Virginia, Baylor, you kind of throw that one out. Then you go um, Oklahoma State. That was a close game. It was a close game for TCU at home. They pushed through and won. It was a close game for Texas Tech on the road. They could not push through. They did not win, even though they're up a touchdown in the third quarter. Uh, Kansas State the same way. Now, here's the deal and in, in the common theme with a bunch of TCU games, which people are saying is why they don't respect them still. Um, Kansas, backup quarterback. Uh, West Virginia, they needed a, a late touchdown with 20 seconds left on the board to cover and hit the over, which, screw you, Sonny Dykes. Um. You have uh, Oklahoma State, Spencer Sanders injured at the end of the game. Kansas State, Adrian Martinez plays a drive. Will Howard torches him for three quarters, and then the third string comes in after Will Howard is hurt, and it all falls apart. So TCU has not played a full-strength team, but at some point wins are wins.
2: Yeah, and I think the way that they've been kind of – been able just to pull through these these close games. I mean, you look at their schedule in the last four weeks, they haven't had a margin of victory larger than 10. So they've been in some nail biters regardless of the situation. I think that's what makes this Texas Tech game really interesting is you could make the case that Texas Tech is at full strength at quarterback. They, they may be healthier than they've been all season, but nobody knows what they're going to do. Nobody knows what they're going to do. Obviously, you know, yeah. Baron Morton is a is the bona fide quarterback one. I, th- I think that that's clear at this point. Um, um, but Texas Tech football is going to keep trying to trick people. And so maybe TCU will be uh, watching the press conferences and keeping their ears on that. But it's an interesting situation just regarding how TCU season has played out so far and, and the health of Texas Tech's current roster.
0: So we usually do like a if Texas Tech wins, how they do it kind of thing. Uh, yeah. If If Tech scored 42, and I told you that was Tech's final score on Saturday afternoon. Would you say they won the game? Yes. Okay. I'm not so sure. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you've seen it's going to be a teams. shootout, yeah, you, for sure. I, you've seen these two teams even. Uh, 2015 was 55-52. Uh, yeah, something like that. The the 2014 game was, you know, a large score one way. Though I think Tech scored ended up what was it, 84 to (laughs) 30-something, whatever it was, when they ran out of fireworks. Um, These two teams, it's either that or 24 to 3. And I just don't see that kind of game playing out this year.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, you look at TCU and the strength has definitely been the offense. You look at Texas Tech and I mean, their defense has pulled through in some pretty key situations. And I think the reason that 42 point mark gives me at least confidence as of right now is because I think it indicates that they probably didn't turn the ball over very much. And in that case, that that makes me feel much better about Texas Tech's chance at, at a victory.
0: That's a good point. Um, nobody runs more plays than Texas Tech on offense. <laughs> um, but nobody's more explosive with their plays than TCU. Um, I guess, how do you see this game playing out? I, I obviously think it's going to be a shootout. I have not decided on a score yet. Um, my score is going to be outrageous. But just kind of the bare bones. Do you think Texas Tech has an opportunity to go out and maybe run the ball against a TCU defense that's not quite as tough against the run and kind of susceptible against the pass as well, and then just kind of hold on defensively?
2: Yeah, I think regardless, they're going to try and do that. I would be surprised if Texas Tech doesn't come out and and try to run the ball a little bit to start the game. I mean, Zach Kittley talked about that in the press conference this week of, hey, you know, I should have ran the ball more. I should have gotten my quarterbacks more comfortable in that situation. This is a TCU team that's allowed over 150 yards on the ground for two games in a row now. And obviously you're talking about some, some solid running back teams like Kansas State and West Virginia, but Texas Tech has two good starting caliber running backs. And so I think the run game will definitely be a factor, at least on first down. And you've got to use that to your advantage. You've got to use that to kind of settle down your quarterbacks and your offense to hopefully try and, you know, just retain your possessions and make good plays.
0: I like you said quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Yeah, yeah, that's right. All three of them. Maybe four. Who knows? Hey, Cooper LeFevre, man. Let's see him. Or, uh, um... <laughs> Oh, what's his name? Jacob Rodriguez, the lineman. Yeah, there we go. Um I think uh, looking at the TCU offense, um Max Duggan probably Big 12 player of the year, quarterback of the year. Uh all all Big Twelve quarterback. Um Kendra Miller, top three running back in the Big Twelve probably with Deuce Vaughn and B. John Robinson. Um, I think you could argue that Kendra Miller has been the best running back in the big 12 um, with some of what he's done. Uh, and then Quentin Johnson, let me read you these stats real quick. So he only has four touchdowns. Xavier worthy, obviously probably the best receiver in the big 12, but Quentin Johnson has 42 catches For 650 yards. He's got the second most yards in the Big 12. Uh, Xavier Hutchinson, who's the only receiver Iowa State has, uh, 77 catches for 830 yards. Quentin Johnson has 42 catches for 650 yards. It's just amazing to me. I mean, he's he's legitimate. uh, And he's not the only weapon they have, but I think he's the true game changer.
2: Yeah. And last week was the week where he was kind of on the sidelines for most of that game and then came in and made that, that score towards the end of the game that just looked effortless. He broke free for like a 30 yard touchdown. I mean, yeah, that, that guy is doing some, some crazy things on, on the football field this year to stop a six, four guy with that much speed. It is just a nightmare for any defense. And I think, you know, the ways that. Texas Tech's DBs kind of played last week. Uh, they're going to need to turn their heads around.
0: Yeah, Tech's <laughs> defense, man. I keep I keep hearing how good it is. Okay, and it's good. It's been good, but I mean, they gave up forty-one to to Oklahoma State, right? Give up forty-five to Baylor. Now, cheap touchdown at the end. Gave up 38 to Kansas State. You were in the 30s in overtime against Texas. They didn't score. I mean, You're, you're averaging more than 30, or, uh, 30 points a game defensively. Um, can you put a whole game together defensively like you did against West Virginia again in the Big 12? Now, tall task against TCU. Tall task. But I do want to see a bounce back from the defense that has played pretty well um, and then just broke against Baylor. They got gassed late in the second half and just kind of... Man, if Richard Reese is going to run 36 times and if Baylor's going to run 59 times, there's just nothing much we can do. Now, offensively, you weren't very complimentary, but, man, 45 points is a big number, even with five turnovers. And I get it. I get it. It's not just the number. It's, it's, It's how the game was played, but... I just expect less points, I guess.
2: Yeah, that's, I think that's totally fair. And I think, you know, we're going to see a little bit of a different game this week obviously TCU is is very much more on the same page of Texas Tech's offensive tempo they're not gonna be winding the clock down to, to three seconds or less like Baylor did they're gonna want to move the ball pretty fast and in a weird way I actually think that'll play to a bit of an advantage for Texas Tech's defense because it's what they practice against and it's what they're conditioned for they're not conditioned to be out there for eight minutes um, every single drive it's just brutal for for your team but you know I think you you've just got to protect the football I think you can't give up big plays and I think really what we've seen is that the front seven on this defense is, is typically pretty solid it's hit or miss but like you you've got good guys coming off the edges uh, the nose tackles are doing really well where it begins and ends for this defense it is with the corners and the safeties and so those guys I think really determine the outcome of this game
0: risha Williams is uh, over six feet six three It's a big corner. Yeah, I think so. Do you you think he mans up with uh, Quentin Johnson?
2: I think they'll probably have two on him.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully two or three, (laughs) depending on the situation. Um, Baylor was a bad matchup for Texas Tech. Uh, They're slow, plotting, methodical. Um, Grimes, I thought, beat DeRooter in a lot of ways. Um, Kitley was also beat by Ron Roberts. I thought that was a coaching game. Um, certainly some talent involved. They've recruited better than you. Um, it, <coughs> I'm trying to convince myself in my mind, Ryan, that Texas Tech is a bad matchup for TCU. Because, maybe, maybe because... They're similar just without the spark athletes. I mean, you have a fast offense. You have an offense that can go toe-to-toe. And you have a defense that's capable of stopping people. Um, West Virginia hasn't proved they can stop anybody. And they stopped TCU for a half. Kansas hasn't stopped very many people. Oklahoma scored 1,000 on on Kansas. TCU managed 38 and looked lost for a while. And again, I, I don't think TCU is bad, but I don't think they've played at full strength good teams in this conference. and I don't know. I have a, I have a sneaking suspicion that Texas Tech is going to have a good game. And maybe it's a feeling. Uh, maybe it's just a, a want because it was so bad last weekend. I need to a, a pick me up. But it just feels like this matchup for Texas Tech is something that TCU has not seen yet.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think that's a totally fair take. And I think you look at the way that this Texas Tech defense ha, has kind of come around and the ways that they've adjusted to the schedule. And, you know, you look at the early season slate, they obviously have a, a cupcake against Murray State. And then they went a close one against Houston, get beat up in the road uh, against NC State, and then that big win over Texas. And then since then, they haven't really been able to to pull off those close games, especially against Kansas State and Oklahoma State. And then you've got two blowouts back back to back, one to win, one a loss. But, you know, I think TCU is a team that that's used to being in this position. They're used to having their backs against the wall and kind of, you know, fighting for their lives in the fourth quarter. And I don't, I don't think Texas tech has shown that they can really um, be in that position and win since the early season. Now, granted, that's probably still in them. But I think this is a good matchup for Texas Tech, all things considered. I think the offenses match up well. I think that you've proven that you can stop the run at times. Now, of course, you've got a couple of really bad performances on your game log now. You've got over 340 yards against Kansas State and 230 yards against Baylor. You can't let that happen to you with the talent that they have at quarterback as well. But, I mean, you look at some of the performances against teams like West Virginia. They've got a couple of good backs, North Carolina State. And I think that gives you reason to confidence and you've got to just, you can't let them beat you on the ground and in the air. You've got to just sell out and stop one. And I think they'll probably go with the air and try and slow down Max. Max Duggan. And so, yeah, man, I I don't think that this is by any means a a game that, you know, I would be picking a double digit spread on. I think that this is probably going to be a fun game. TCU is obviously a a pretty fun atmosphere for tech tech fans usually. And so I think, I think it'll be a close one. I I feel optimistic, um, but ready to see what happens when, when both teams actually take the field on Saturday.
0: Or this is a gambling podcast. Uh, or so we try to pretend every once in a while. Uh, let's go through some prop bets. Um, now, these are not live anywhere because they do not have prop bets on this game for some reason. Uh, so if you look at a few places where we generally get them, you can't find them. But I, I have a few that I was just kind of milling around earlier um, that are kind of some, some either-ors. So who leads the game in receiving either Quentin Johnson or the combo of Miles Price and Xavier White? So who has more yards, one TCU guy or the duo from Texas Tech?
2: i got to go Johnson, man. He is such a tough matchup. I hate to do it, but he feels like the safer pick.
0: I agree. And, And really, you've seen Xavier White or Miles Price. You've not really seen them together. Now, similar position. Though at the start of the year they were playing two positions and then you kind of just have one on the field most of the time because you're using a tight end and you don't use four wide. But if you can find a way to get those two receivers on the field, I think they're your best receivers. Um, And maybe that's something they try to do after the Baylor stall. Uh, Rushing yards. Again, the duo from Texas Tech, Sir Roderick and Taj or Kendra Miller.
2: I'm going the duo. I feel like Texas Tech is going to try and establish the run early, and I feel like they'll pick up some yards early in the game. And so, yeah, I'll take the duo.
0: If you can replicate the Texas game plan, I think you can win this game. Yeah. And maybe not exactly, but... Because it's the Barron style instead of the Donovan style. But if you can work the middle of the field, run the ball, and... Just survive on defense with two or three chunk plays instead of seven or eight. I really think you can win this game. Um, all right, Baron Morton uh, down week, but I think he had three twenty five, three fifty. Let's say he breaks two eighty against TCU. Oh, I think it's gonna be a high scoring game. Let's give it 300, 300 yards over under. Baron Morton.
2: Yeah, I'll take. I'll take the over. Okay. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I think. Making me sweat. It's making me sweat, but I think Texas Tech's probably going to run, oh, goodness, 9,500 plays of offense in this game at least. Right. (laughs) So, I I feel like I got to take the over there.
0: All right. Let's go Max Duggan. Total yards, 315. Over. Over. Yeah. Yeah. You just you've you've been pretty good at containing. Now Adrian Martinez uh, busted two really long runs, which is the crazy thing. The two running games you talked about, Kansas State did it in three four plays. Baylor yeah. did it, Baylor did it in fifty nine. <laughs> like they had three yards of carry, and I don't think they broke any of them for longer than fifteen. Kansas State had four carries longer than fifty, so. I don't know. It is still worrisome, but you've been pretty good. They just kind of bled you to death, um, whereas Kansas State broke a few. But yeah, three fifteen. I that might be low. Um, it it would be the surprise of this century if this game just came out and was you know twenty four eighteen. I just don't see that happening. All right, let's make a few picks here in the Big Twelve. Uh, we'll go down from the action app. We'll start kansas state texas kansas state at home plus two and a half
1: they're
2: gonna cover right
0: i mean i i might go kansas state money line yeah do do we know if uh adrian martinez is is healthy i don't know but
2: Throw in the guy that just shredded the number nine team in the country for 48
0: points. Well, yeah. Keep Will Howard in there. You're right. <laughs> um, I'm a big Will Howard fan. Uh, the total, 54 and a half. Do you have any lean on that? Uh, I'll go over. I think Texas will score. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Iowa State, West Virginia. Iowa State at home, three and five. Winless in the Big 12, minus seven.
2: I hate picking Iowa State to win. Oh, man.
0: Yeah, I'll take West Virginia to cover. I think I will, too. Plus, uh, plus seven? I mean, that seems a little bit outrageous.
2: Yeah, I don't trust that Cyclone offense.
0: And then... Fifty is the total. I, I would stay away from that. I have no idea. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. that's really low, but sheesh. Uh Oklahoma State, Kansas. 18th ranked Oklahoma State coming off that beating is minus two in Lawrence. <laughs> yeah, I'm hammering Oklahoma State. This is the yeah. prime bounce back. Uh total sixty four and a half. I might take the over.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, this is an interesting one Baylor on the look ahead was plus nine and a half Um, they're plus three and a half today Baylor plus three and a half in Norman total 61 and a half
2: Baylor to cover
0: would you pick them to win I know you want to kind of
2: yeah I do want to (laughs)
0: Let's Probably see. not. Plus 140, so it's not a ton of value. Um, Man. Has Oklahoma kind of secretly figured some things out under the radar?
2: Maybe. Maybe.
0: I, I don't know. I'm not worried about Oklahoma to finish the year, but depending on what happens against TCU, you're kind of in danger zone of bowl contention if Oklahoma's good. You start to go two aims, tough place to win. Yeah, and then Kansas at home. Who really knows if Jay, what? What if Jalen Daniels comes back early and you're having to win two or three? And danger, uh, winning this weekend would help plus nine and a half, total 69. Can I get a score prediction and uh, this pick here Texas Tech TCU?
2: Oh man. Well, I can't pick Texas Tech to lose on my first episode as a couch <laughs> show. You can't. Can. So, I'm definitely riding with the Red Raiders in this one. I'll uh, I'll pick Texas Tech to win this one. Let's go 48 to 45. I would love
0: that. And I just talked about the defense needing to step up or whatever. I do not care what the defense does in this game. If Zach If, win, Kitt- win. if Zach Kitley, yeah, you need two stops. If Zach Kitley can outduel Garrett Riley and Baron Morton can look like the guy after last week. I'm all in again. Not that I'm not all in now, but um, I'm not as bold. <laughs> this is not my first episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to go, man, you scored 48 against West Virginia. I'm gonna go crazy. I'm gonna say fifty-one forty-eight, heartbreaker. You're up. They close out like they've been doing. Over cover. That's all she wrote. I like it. Speaking of liking it, Rajinio Barbecue in Olton, Texas, top fifty barbecue joint. Go out and see them. If you're in town for the weekend, go check them out. They're open Thursday through Saturday. You can order online before 9 a.m. to lock it in at Uh I recommend the Texas Twinkies, the Burn-Ins, or maybe some Jack. What is it? I've got the sausage. Jalapeno Jack? Something. It's homemade. It's delicious. Uh, all right. You want to get some uh, mailbag questions in? Let's roll. Or right, this is the diversified lenders mailbag here from Patreon.com slash gambling gauchos. Get in the Discord. If you want to make money off your accounts receivable or something, call diversified lenders. They're much smarter than I am. <laughs> uh, he keeps telling us what they do, and I, I really should learn, but he's a good guy. <laughs> All right. The and I will be honest, this Discord mailbag went off the rails. Um Fairly quickly. So I'm gonna have to scroll quite a bit. Okay. All right, here it is. Good grief. These guys, man. Uh start bench cut waffles, pancakes, french toast.
2: Start waffles, bench pancakes, cut French toast.
0: Exactly right. Exactly right. It's unless you're home, then maybe I'm starting pancakes. Because I like my pancakes. Other people's pancakes are hit and miss though. Yep. (laughs) It's a variety. You can't trust other people's pancakes. And if it's French
2: toast sticks, then we've got a discussion, but just regular French toast. I'm out.
0: Agreed. If you're in a hotel and they've got the state of Texas waffle, it's the waffle for sure. Um, (laughs) okay. Now we're talking potatoes, eggs, pancakes. Okay. All right. Here we go. Um, Uh, I like the deal. What what are we doing here? Now we have Kirk Cousin stats from Kyle. Good grief, guys. This is the mailbag (laughs) thread. Uh, Why does Ryan look like the love child of JT Daniels and Joe Burrow? Are you a five star quarterback?
2: Uh, Yeah, I don't think I'm directly related to either of them. And I think if you've seen me throw a football, that's abundantly clear. Um, But Joe Burrow's a handsome guy, so I'll take it.
0: Yeah, they both are. Uh, We talk about brand wins in this Joey Maguire era with TCU appearing to be overrated when analyzing their games based on quarterback injuries. Are we on a level playing field coming into this game and should Joey be expected to have his team ready to bounce back and get a brand-defining win? How bad does a loss have to be for it to be concerning? So kind of a two-part question. Should you expect a win, A... And B, if you lose, what kind of loss concerns you?
2: No, you should not expect to win. I mean, you're on the road against a top-10 team. It feels kind of silly to expect to win, but you can win. This is a winnable game for Texas Tech. I don't think it's one that you're riding into overly confident on a win, but this is definitely a winnable game for Texas Tech. And I think if you go out there and you lose – and your offense just puts up an absolute stinker again, that's when things get concerning. I mean, if you lose the, you know, the 51 to 48, man, you're leaving Fort Worth feeling really good about this football team regardless yeah. of the outcome. Um but if your offense can't manage to score more than, I don't know, 20 points, you're you're in trouble.
0: I was just about to say like a 45-17 loss would be pretty bad. <laughs> yeah. Back to back of them. Um I want to hear money mainville's thoughts on this one lots of young players outside oh this is a basketball question see this is what we're doing we're responding They're to are ready own for comments me. uh is there any concern going into basketball season this year with one of the most highly anticipated transfers being out with a broken foot uh and then he says you know lots of lots of young players and whatnot
2: yeah absolutely it's a concern and i don't i don't really know who exactly knows how long farda's Amac is going to be out. I'm not even sure anybody really does. Um, but definitely having a guy that big on your bench to start the season, it, it, it's definitely not great. And so we'll see how Texas Tech kind of adapts. We'll see how, you know, whenever he's back on the field, how he can adjust to, to playing big 12 minutes. But, yeah, it's definitely a concern.
0: Would you liken this team more to – Tubby Smith's first year roster-wise, or maybe like uh, the year after the National Championship run? Because in that one you have Kevin McCuller, TJ Shannon, um, a bunch of young players kind of getting first-time minutes, um, and then you go all the way back and it's Keenan Evans and Justin Gray and Norren Odiasse all playing as freshmen. Um, it, is there any kind of correlation there, or do you expect to have a tournament team and a, a top five Big 12 conference record?
2: Yeah, this team kind of reminds me a lot of the nineteen twenty team, but I think that they may end up being better. Um, I think that there's a lot of talent on this roster, and even the young guys. I mean, there's a lot of young guards on this roster, which is always a concern in the Big 12, but, hey, a lot of talent on this roster, and so I think it's fair to have, have big expectations for this team.
0: Um. Uh, <laughs> Fine. All right. Did you ever go to first? That's the next question, but not really. It's uh, a lot of first talk here. I'm just going to scroll through all the first talk here. Yep. Yep. Keep going. Okay. One of the guys has never been to first. Were you a first guy?
2: I have a wild story about first. Okay. I wonder if we, if we have the time to get this out of the way. All right. So I was a boy scout growing up and did a lot of random things with my troop and one of the things that we did was we went to the grand opening of furs in plano texas right off highway 75 and our troops responsibility was to raise the flag At the inaugural Plano Furs, and so we did. We were on the news. It was my first media appearance, and first I would go on. First of many, man. Now I'm just living as a gaucho. Who would (laughs) Who would have guessed that day at first? Who would have (laughs) Yeah. But part of the deal was that we all got vouchers for a for a free dinner after we raised the flag, and it was kind of like an exclusive deal because it was like the a soft grand opening, so there were only a couple of people there. And so, man, me and you know six other Boy Scouts raised this flag at a Furs, and then just absolutely dominated a, a buffet that was entirely for each other. And it is one of the greatest memories that I have.
0: It's amazing. We work up quite an appetite racing the flag and then you just get to knock back fried fish and whatever else they have.
2: I mean, what what more could could an eight-year-old Boy Scout ask for?
0: (laughs) True. Uh, I guess the final question here uh, before we get to the final thoughts is Gonzaga Uh, reports coming out a a couple of days ago. It kind of broke again today uh, from Thamel. Um and, and this happens all the time. And as you as a fellow writer know what I'm talking about, but uh the headline is Gonzaga in talks to join the Big 12. Mm-hmm. And the story is your mark meets with Gonzaga AD at some coffee shop. Like it wasn't <laughs> it they're not having meetings yet. It was just an initial talk. Um, but do you think there's any like true smoke there that Gonzaga could be a basketball member of this conference within the next couple of years?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, alignment stuff is, is always a mess. Reporting on it is a mess because it's all big wigs who are usually impossible to, to really get a rundown on what they're actually doing, but I forget who it was that followed up that Damo report, but somebody was reporting that, hey, you know, these are very obviously preliminary discussions, but if Gonzaga comes, it'll it'll be all sports, which I don't know what that means for football, um, but they've got a good baseball program um, up there in Spokane. And, they do. You know, obviously, the uh, the the basketball team, man, I know that a lot of people um, dig on them at times, or rightfully so, but they're a good basketball program. I, I don't really know how you could deny that. I think it makes the Big 12 better. And so I'm all for it. And if nothing else, I think these preliminary discussions just kind of show that, you know, Mac isn't pr- playing around. And, and that's good news for the Big 12. Uh, I really don't see how the Big 12 dies with this man at the front. And so, sorry, Pac-12, if Gonzaga joins the Big 12. But we will happily lay you in your
0: grave. Happily. And I think you nailed it. I think if this proves anything, it's that your mark isn't stagnant like that bump that was in front of the conference for a decade and was just reactionary all the time. Bob Bowlesby, um, he's out there making moves, trying to figure things out, talking about getting better and not just extending uh, the same grant of rights you had before. You went to the market ten years ago, and TV markets have completely changed since then. But you just wanted to re up Ballsby man. I'll, I'll it's gonna take me a long time to get over Bolzby. Maybe your mark will make it easier. But uh, yeah, you look at Gonzaga; it's like th- they have rowing, but it's a lot <laughs> of stuff that most schools have in the Big Twelve: soccer, women's soccer. They don't have softball, I don't think. But it's you know tennis, volleyball a lot of sports that make sense for the Big 12. Um, And you know what? I think you just have TCU and West Virginia left in swimming and diving. So maybe maybe you can find a couple of schools to be in your swimming and diving conference. Uh, You've got a wild array of of schools in the wrestling conference. So whatever happens, happens. Uh, But a men's basketball ad is more than just... um, Expansion that that is TV markets. That's you're getting Big Monday at 10 p.m. and millions of people watching that because it's Gonzaga and Texas Tech or Gonzaga and Kansas. I mean that's just you're printing money at that point.
2: Yep.
0: And I know it's yeah, not, I, I know it's, it's basketball, really... not football, but still.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a smart move for both sides. I I really do think. I think obviously as you know can. Conversations continue and they progress. We'll learn more about the details, and from there, it'll be clear whether this actually is a good idea or not. But I think just the idea of adding a a program at this stature in men's basketball, they've got a lot of good other athletic programs within that department. I, I really do think it's a win win for both sides. And man, the one side that it might be a loss for is West Virginia. I mean, imagine taking a flight from morgantown to spokane yeah to to jump off a diving board and then and then coming back that sounds brutal
0: <laughs> well uh orlando too yeah and, right. and, and maybe it is you you have the swimming and diving in omaha or wherever else it is and you kind of have you meet in middle of, middle america you meet at kansas city or something but man i think they can figure it out and if it's just men's basketball, I think that's beneficial. If it's basketball and baseball, I think that's beneficial. If they want to come in with the whole conference, that's fine. Um, because it, it, the, the amount of basketball revenue to be gained by another perennial Sweet 16 team and the matchups you can have in men's basketball will pay for their tennis travel. I mean, that is net neutral. Gonzaga would be making three times as much money, you know, just with three sports and not football. And I don't think you can give them a full revenue share without football, but I think you can make it worth their while. Uh, But they're also talking to the Big East. If the Big East survives, they're also talking to the Pac-12. If The Pac-12 survives. Uh, San Diego State seems to be in preliminary talks with uh, the Pac-12, but I don't know if the Pac-12 is bracing for more schools leaving or if they just finally wanna add uh because they missed so badly the last two times they could have added schools.
2: Yeah, there there's a clicking talk timer on the on the pack twelve and I think yeah. I think a lot of people in college sports can see that. And I think, you know, even even conversations like these, like you mentioned, it's exciting to watch the Big 12 be aggressive and to not just lay down and accept that, you know, the new Big 12 is dead. I think that this conference is is continuing to grow and it's getting stronger and man uh, beyond all the revenue and just the sense that it makes for all sides i think it's gonna be a ton of fun and that's what gets me excited as a fan is just to watch um, a competitive conference with a lot of good programs within it and so definitely excited to see how things shake out i know that this will have my eye for likely the next couple of years and until something is really put on paper and implemented
0: yeah i do think there's uh, even if gonzaga is at it well i don't know I don't know the I don't know the time I've you know what I'm not up to date on my West Coast conference uh, media <laughs> ride steals so we'll have to look at that uh, for the next episode. Uh, all right, any final thoughts here, Mabel?
2: Yeah, man, just excited to get it rolling with you guys. I mean, we've been talking about making this work for a while now, and no, no better time than now. We're gonna have some exciting things coming out throughout basketball season, and man just excited to be a gaucho it's it's going to be a fun ride and we've got lots of lots of good stuff in store so stay tuned
0: absolutely and uh basketball preview i'm assuming sunday uh we'll see what happens but i i would assume because the basketball season starts monday isn't that crazy
2: that's right the that's, that's insane Whew.
0: all right well you better get ready for it because uh it's <laughs> it's coming whether we want it to or not huh <laughs>